What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Mr. Miggity Mac. Triple M! And with me tonight is my co-host, Dr. Diamond Doug. Uh, that's me. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear eh, some bad language, mm -hmm. but that's not really our style, so we'll try to keep this one rated... PG. PG. Ish 13. Muppet profanity and Muppet nudity. Yes, but only Muppet nudity. Also, spoiler alert if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause this episode, watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Season 7, Pantheon nomination number 4, Muppet Treasure Island, nominated by Brandon Falk, with guest voter Keegan Goodman. Before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Mm -hmm. Dr. Diamond Doug, yeah. what is Pantheon? Well, Mr. Miggity Mac, Pantheon refers to movies that hit on all the cylinders. They're the special shelf of movies. It's not uh, IGN's Top 100 whatever. This is our thing at Adventures in Video Land. So they don't have to win a SAG award, no, for example. No, 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 no. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is in there. So, like, you know. There you go. Uh, but it hits on acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects, and sometimes we also talk about the X Factor. It's the a little X special something Factor. that it's got. Essential viewing, best of its genre. And uh, the way that we get to this is that there are nine members on the Adventures in Video Land Council. Every three weeks during this Pantheon season, a council member will nominate a movie, give their reasons for why they think it is uh, Pantheon-worthy. Everyone else in that council votes yes or no, gives their reasons on Facebook. But is it just the council? Oh, no. There is also a guest voter oh. each time. And uh, there's also a Facebook poll, which the aggregate score uh, of yes or no schlubs counts. like you and me. Counts, yeah, us schlubs. Uh, the, the total vote counts as one other vote. So there's a total of 11 votes mm -hmm. for each of these movies. You need a, a more than a two-thirds majority, seven votes to get in, and uh, then it will become Pantheon. Right, so out of, out of uh, 11 votes, for example, if there are... Four no votes and no. seven yes votes. No. Math, no. it's in. Seven yes, four no. Seven yes, four no. Then they would be in. But yes. five no votes, uh, it didn't make the cut. No. Got it. I'm following. I'm right with you. So let's so, talk about some previous uh, Pantheon votes of this season. Yep. Uh, what's your run down for me? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got eight out of 11. Bing. It's in. Perks of Being a Wallflower, six of 11. Just, Just missed it. Missed it. And then the last time we talked about Point Break. How'd it do? Got three of uh, 11. Dude, dude. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's talk about a little foreplay before we dig into yeah. this, before we dig into the Muppet uh, Treasure Island. Uh, what is your favorite, and we'll put it in air quotes, kids movie, your favorite oh, family movie? Uh, now, so uh, it, it's hard to splice this out for me, but the uh, I love a Christmas story, but that's... Uh, I see that as kind of a Christmas movie. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I will say this. Uh, not necessarily my favorite movie, but I, I've watched Sing 2 twice in the last week. So, And Gotta it was say, a lot of fun. So much fun. It was a lot of fun. Everything I enjoyed about Sing doubled. But I, I, I if, uh, if you pushed me on it, then I would probably go somewhere in the route of Toy Story. 
Okay. Yeah. How about a favorite movie of yours from when you were a kid? Ooh. Now, let me think about that yeah. and talk for a second. So, uh, for me, uh-huh. from when I was a kid, I liked to watch uh, those uh, claymation movies. Mm-hmm. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer just sits up there at the top. Now, I'm aware the special effects don't stand up to current times. And I know there was a whole bunch of them, the shiny new year and you know, all that kind of stuff. But every time that one's on, I find myself watching it. I laugh at the parts that are supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Bumbles bounce. I loved all that stuff. And uh, that, for me, sits up there. I don't know that I would ever nominate it for Pantheon, but it's definitely a favorite kids movie. Not a movie, but I will say one of my best weeks of my life okay. was when Lionel did, went through his trials to become the leader, true leader, of the Thundercats. Thundercats. It was a five-part series that blew my mind that it was going to go five parts in a week. And, and side, side benefit... Chitaro. I know. <laughs> turned a lot of Gen Xers into uh, uh, yeah. fans of cheetah women. <laughs> All right. Let's, <clears throat> let's chat about <clears throat> Muppets Treasure Island. Furries. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, I have seen it listed as Muppet Treasure Island, and I've seen it listed as Muppets, plural. I will go either way. Um, I have no preference either direction, but you'll hear me say Muppet Treasure Island quite regularly. Uh, I'm going to assume it probably has an S because it says so right here on on uh, my paper in front of me. But uh, Muppets Treasure Island is a uh, rated G. It Singular. Is, it is Muppet Treasure Muppet, Island. Muppet Fairly Treasure young. Island. No S. No S. Uh, it is rated G. It is a family adventure movie. It is directed by Brian Henson. Mm-hmm. That name may sound familiar mm-hmm. uh, of the Henson family. Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Yeah, as a father, uh, who also directed the uh, several Muppet movies: Muppet Christmas Carol. The, uh, and 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 also the Happy Time Murders and Farscape. Farscape loved that show on Sci-Fi. Yes, yeah, yeah. totally different different genre over there. Screenplay by uh, Jerry is it Jewel? Sure. Uh, Kirk R. Thatcher and James V. Hart. Produced by Brian Henson and Martin G. Baker. Music by Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Big ding right there, man. That's yeah. a not a ding in a bad way. Ding 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 in a good way. Songs uh, additional songs by Barry Mann, Cynthia Weil. You've lost that love and feeling. Oh, that love. Yeah, that Cynthia will. Uh, cinematography by John Fenner, edited by Michael Jablow. In theaters, February 16th, 1996, in the U.S., runtime 100 minutes. Uh, studio with Walt Disney Pictures, Jim Henson Productions, distributed by Buena Vista, which makes a lot of sense because it's a Disney movie. Was starring Kevin Bishop, Tim Curry, Bill Connolly. Bill Connolly of many, many different yep. things. The father in uh, A Brave, uh, Bill Connolly. Uh, Dave Goles as Gonzo. Steve Whitmire as Kermit. And Frank Oz as Miss Piggy. Voiced a little bit later because he was uh, doing something uh, huh. uh, in the meantime. I don't know what he would be doing in the meantime. That's there was a movie that like he was working other, on. Like a famous movie of some yeah, it sort? It was, but I, I can't know. remember it. Huh. So. Yeah. Well, you know, you either do the movie or you don't. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, a quick little synopsis from Metacritic. The Muppets twist on Robert Louis Stevenson's classic tale of a young orphan who becomes involved with pirate Long John Silver. Yup. Oh, right. Let's talk about some ratings and reviews and, and ratings. We'll start with ratings. IMDb gives it a 6.9 out of 10. Metacritic, 64 on 18 reviews with a user score of 7.4. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 71%. And 77% of audience score. 
And for Google, 89% of people liked it. Let's let's jump into some review. First of all, critically uh, re received pretty well. IMDb score of 6.9 out of 10 is really kind of the lowest one there. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, but you know it, it was received pretty well. Um, let's talk about some reviews. Uh, sure. Why don't you give me a first one there? Uh, heavy hitter Rachel Wagner of Rachel's Reviews yeah. featured on YouTube. On YouTube. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen that. But this was a fresh score. It says it manages to touch on all the beats of Treasure Island that are necessary while still being really funny and having good songs. Huh. So Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times, his group, uh, rated as rotten. Muppet Treasure Island, directed by Brian Henson, son of the late Muppet genius, will entertain you more or less in proportion to your affection for the Muppets. Yes. <laughs> Whew, harsh words. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So Metacritic, uh, Leonard Clady from Variety rated it a 70, uh, or his review is rated a 70, pardon me, while the picture is often pure delight and constantly inventive and engaging, ultimately it's not up to the highest standards of the troupe. And Stephen Holden from the New York Times has it middle middle pack at 50, mm. which is kind of a low score. It says, in this send-up of Treasure Island, there are no compelling heroes or villains, the and the suspense is minimal. Most of the fun lies in watching the Muppets diffuse the swashbuckling tale of its scariness by superimposing their own precociously verbal identities onto the characters. Huh. So I don't think he liked it. I'm thinking not so much, no. Um... Uh, Metacritic, the Hoi Polloi, uh, reviews, the only written review that found. Because there's 14 yeah. total, and this is the only one that, that has uh, has tread on it. Actually tread on it. Yeah. Well, first of all, it got a 7.4 with 12 positive and 2 mixed. Uh, JPK uh, mm -hmm. rated it an 8. Neat film. Treasure Island's a good pirate film to watch, especially after the terrible Cutthroat <laughs> Island. Uh, he didn't add the word fiasco. But no. I'm thinking that would have been uh, yeah. implied. Sure. The Cutthroat Island fiasco. Yeah. So uh, how about uh, amongst the Facebook uh, so folks on AV? This has prompted quite the discussion. So There's been a bit of a debate. I got... The, the, so uh, we'll, we'll tip the cards to say the Facebook poll is still a yes right now. It is currently. But, but there are two pages of it. It is... Uh, it, 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 it did garner... 72 no votes so a lot of people uh, chimed in to go nah not so much and uh and there was a lot of opinions so okay. strong so they say so about verbose. opinions yeah everybody has a valid one yeah that's it everyone has is a working a, one is it a functioning one yeah everybody has a functioning one <laughs> that's right yeah so uh we got two Two comments from our first reviewer here. So I included both because normally he's just one word, one and done. Right. But he gave us a little more this time. He gave time. us a little, a little Alessio bonus. Pasquale said ah. yes, but then couldn't stop himself. So he came back and said, who can forget singing Sailing for Adventure? Not me. So apparently he cannot forget singing No, it was so driven that he yeah. actually, uh, so nice he commented twice. Katie Jean I can't remember if I've seen it, but Muppet movies are usually good. So good review. <laughs> High praise. Right High praise. There. That's right. All right. From our most vocal uh, commenter in all of the threads, Josh Morris, ah. who is everywhere on this thread because apparently this he movie loved it. broke his soul. Oh, he did not uh, like it. And he said, how, how, uh, how much uh, I love the Muppets 
Growing up, this was literally the moment I grew apart from them. This film was clearly forced and a cliche. Kind of feel like they were grabbing at straws to keep the Muppets franchise alive. So many better Muppet movies that should make the list. And he, 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 he was so much offended by this nomination that he created a, uh, a, a separate page called Muppet Trash Island. Oh, no. Of which I think he's the only member currently, but it's still clever. It's um, you know, I'll, but I'll give him But that. it's not a fan page. Yeah. It's an anti-fan it page. It is. Like, an matter, anti-matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. He is uh, the, he's well, the, the, a super anti-fan. But you know, Josh doesn't like the movie. No. That's right. How about how about Kyle <laughs> Charters? He says, only season seven and we're at Muppet Movies? All righty. Anybody nominated an Ernest film yet? No. Uh, so... He doesn't mean Ernest like no, sincere. No, no. As he means in, like an uh, Ernest Dave goes Byrne. to Ernest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and can we just say that John Cena should play Ernest in a oh, in a movie? Absolutely. He looks like he looks like him. He looks like Ernest if he went to the gym. Yeah. Uh, so Clinton uh, Skipper says if Point Break isn't, then this most certainly isn't. Yeah, because Point Break just missed making Pantheon. Trent Snow, I really detested it when it came out. The little boys singing made me cringe. I was just longing for another original Muppet movie type flick. Treasure Island is easily the worst one ever made IMO, in my opinion. I doubt anyone born before 1980 would rate Treasure Island as worthwhile, to be honest. Nick Fury, who I'm sure that's his real name, says, Mr. Bimbo wants you to vote. Boom. Giselle Butler says, I love the Muppets, Jim and slash Jim Henson and Tim Curry, but it's a no for me. Kelly Larson uh, says, Miss, uh, Piggy and Kermit saying love let us here upside down awaiting their death was comic gold. <laughs> Marshall Wade says, I've honestly never seen it, but I have a hard time believing it's better than the Muppet movie or Muppet Christmas Carol, both of which are pantheon in my book. And I think that he went on to threaten violence against his brother if he voted uh, positively. So if his movie. brother, so. so Marshall's not on the the uh, the council, but his brother is. Yeah. And Marshall said, "Hey, bro, you vote yes, I shall slap thee." <laughs> what do the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> uh, Scott uh, Lidl, Lidl, Lidl. It's fine, but no way it's better than Christmas Carol or the original. John Shippey says, not the best Muppet movie and nowhere near the best of the best. I feel nostalgia is definitely driving the nominations right now. In my opinion, we haven't been close to the best of the best this year. Mm. Now, before uh, we get to Paul Roman, the yeah. next one, I'm going to open up. This is a nice can that uh, Brandon Folk, we'll get to this in a second. Yeah. But but... Gave us a uh, tequila margarita. So I know a, her. A Isn't she alcohol. on one of those uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Real one, Real Housewives? MTV uh, somewhere, somewhere like, like anyway, that. Anyway, these smell <clears throat> delicious. Yep. Oh, it smells just like tequila. Uh, <clears throat> listeners, if uh, both of you have ever smelled tequila before, this smells just like that. Yep. Paul Roman says, The same people saying nostalgia is driving a vote are the same people who voted for Karate Kid Pantheon. I see you. <laughs> this is a fun movie with a strong with strong performances from the central characters. It's not Muppet Christmas Carol, but it's really good in its own right. Hans Zimmer's music is fantastic. The songs are catchy and even heartfelt. And also, Billy Connolly steals every scene he's in. 
in everything he's ever in. Actually, let's be honest, the man is amazing. Scott Herliska, probably one of the longest uh, reviews we have here. Yeah. Scott says weird. Yeah. There's an ellipses there, which yeah. actually adds length. I think it's more like weird. Like weird. Like, yeah. Weird. Weird. Dot. 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 Yeah. 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 Thank weird. you, Scott. <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, I. I it's I, leading I, somewhere. Weird. 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 <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, and then Joshua McLaughlin, uh, mm. McLaughlin there, uh, and you do such a great Scottish brogue, and I would love for you to read this in his original uh, broguish so, accent right little, there. little known fact, there's no. an area of Scotland that, uh, in fact, Joshua's family is from that most people have not been to mm. before. It's it's vaguely Scottish in the brogue, uh, but it drifts a little, uh, and it goes something like this. Uh, it's not an achievement in the level of, of Star Wars or The Godfather, perhaps, but for what it's aiming to do, it's a banger. Overall, it's not clear to see by now. Do I think this movie deserves a place in Pantheon? In the words of Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean ride, it's a pirate's life for me, yo-ho. So, most people would not recognize no, that as a no, Scottish no, brogue, but, no, but that, that Josh, very particular Joshua, area, where apparently Yoda is from. <laughs> Joshua, you you know what I'm doing here. Yeah, yeah no, like, he probably, it was like, did, was I there at the podcast? That is exactly my voice. Well, here's right what's there. interesting is the very next one is from Chad E. Smith, who Chad. is, as we know, Ever. a Southern Cali- Ever Lovin' Smith, a Southern California surfer yeah. dude uh, with a lisp and ch- doesn't have a lisp. I'm joking. And uh, Chad, you, you should do Chad's because you do that Southern California surfer dude thing. The Muppets, so iconic. Everything from the Muppet Babies all the way to a Beach Boys cover. Growing up, it felt like they were everywhere. I've seen and read many different versions of the original RLS story, and it was because of this version that I did so. It must take a pretty captivating and entertaining film to get a child to go seek out the original literature. Just saying. That was amazing. Whoa. I thought Chad Everlovin' Smith was sitting right here in the studio. Yeah. Amazing. Bill Wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, little known fact, he's from central Indiana. But his parents were French. His parents were French. And <laughs> like French Canadians. And they kind of, kind of slip in there sometimes. Well, I mean, they visited uh, Quebec, they yeah, call it. Quebec. Uh, and it just picked up their accent, Quebec. which you do so well. Well, I, I can, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. I don't, I don't know if this is my fate, my, very, my, my best. Like it's thick. But it starts out like, buttery. It, it just sounds very Midwestern in the beginning. You know, it's like, this is not the best Treasure Island movie to be released. See, it just kind of slides in there. Yeah, like and, then, and then it really goes all in. Uh, this is not the best Muppet movie to be released. And since I've always heard that two wrongs don't make a right... And no, <laughs> that was it's that actually was spot spells on. it N O N. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we appreciate the patience that the AV posters have oh, yeah. with our silly games, oh, but yeah. uh, but hey, keep ourselves amused. So before we dig into how Muppet Muppet Treasure Island did uh, uh, at the at, at in the theaters on the big screen. Let's uh, take a look here. We got some um, some gifts. 
bribes even they're bribe. will. actually we have a literal bribe yeah but let, let's just start bribe. first we have this in my hand uh it's it, it at first glance <laughs> might seem to be a piece, piece just a piece of paper but it is a treasure map Mm-hmm. And the map starts uh, start with a big dot uh, right here where the Dragon's Lair Studios are. And it drapes up past the Immortal Penguins at Columbian mm-hmm. Park. Yes. And if you follow the line, it goes up <clears throat> to the Undies store. Cirilla's, located Cir- on US AKA 52 Sagamore Parkway, yeah. just south of Union Street. Just south of Union Street. Drifts down Sagamore to a place called the Cheap... Can't read that second word. Cheap arse. Cheap arse Italian food would be fazoli. Yeah. Yeah. And then drifts up over to the north, back down around to uh, the fitness center where it says fitness, question mark. LOL, where's the pizza? More like I be fitness pizza in my this mouth. Whole pizza in my face. Right past the Who's Hots, the Who Hot restaurant, uh, and ending with a big red X right on. Uh, yeah. The the, the, the treasure map. The there is a letter. With There's it. a letter, and it says, "Yarg, here be a map to some decent booty. Use your given tools wisely." Actually, <clears throat> this part's not written in pirate. Actually, this is a Google map search of the Golden Corral, since the only decent booty in Lafayette is sitting in the room uh, with you. Does he mean you? No, no. Keep reading, because. Oh. Brad McBoom. Sorry, yeah. he means Brad. Uh, unfortunately, Brad has left the uh, Brad has the, the not dragon slayer. But, but the but the the depression that his rear end yeah. made at that chair right there is still in it. Yes. Uh, thank you both for taking a deep dive into one of my all time favorite films with pirate love, Brendan Yar. And in addition to this map to pirate booty, we have. I don't know if you can hear this. That is me drawing an actual sword from an actual sheath. The sword is, I would say, 14, 15 inches long in blade. It's an actual metal metal sword. Beautiful little scabbard. And uh, tucked into the scabbard there, what's yeah, that? I, I, I see that there is some... It's a little rolled up paper. Some lucre right here that there is also... Ooh, right there. A straight an Alexander up, Hamilton. A straight up Hamilton. Straight, we, we, we got like, Normally you don't get cash bribes, but Brandon, Brandon Folk, I like your style. You are right on. There's also, as we mentioned, these uh, nice uh, cans of uh, cut water lime tequila margarita, which we've cracked open mm-hmm. and uh, are sipping while we chat. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Brandon. We appreciate that. Remember, everyone, our votes uh, don't generally count unless we happen to be a guest voter, which we are not. Uh, but uh, just we just like to talk about it, and it's become a little bit of a tradition that the nomination uh, comes along with a, a bribe or two. Anyway, all right, let's talk about it. Uh, receipts. Muppet Treasure Island came out February 16th, 1996. Uh, 99 or 100 minutes, depending on where you find it. Directed by Brian Henson, who also directed the Dinosaurs TV series and a lot of different Muppets credits and others. Also, uh, uh, David Lane, he did all the second camera stuff and gets credit for direction. They had a production budget of $31 million, domestic gross of $34.2 million, uh, 34.3, $34.3 million globally, so not widely distributed globally. In 1996, there was an average ticket price of $4.42 for a movie ticket. Now, we do a little bit of math, mm-hmm. and uh, you take the domestic gross divided by the average ticket <clears throat> price in 1996, and you get that there were 7.8 million people, or butts in seats, BSI index, 
7.8 million, which exceeds the Fight Club standard. 7.3 million, as mm. everyone knows, as, is as the standard everyone. unit of measurement. We don't even have to explain yeah, that part because know. everybody knows. I was thinking this was going to be like three and three point five, yeah, like half it, a Fight Club. Yeah, but, the, uh, but this is this 7.8 million. It barely profited, but on the other hand, uh, a lot of people saw it, so it certainly yeah. moved the Muppet uh, genre forward, I suppose. In that aspect, uh, give me the next one. What's the next one? Sure. Well, where it all began, mm. the Muppet movie, June tw- 22, 1979, mm. at 95 minutes. James Frawley also uh, worked with the Monkees and Ailey McBeal. A lot of TV credits. Production budget of $8 million, Domestic gross of $65.8 million, so it made some mm, money. Made some scratch. And uh, average ticket price in 1979, $2.47, gives this movie a BSI of $26.6 million. Nearly triple the Fight Club standard. <clears throat> nearly. Yeah. Uh, 101 Dalmatians. Pick this movie because uh, the, the the live action one, not the cartoon, not the yep. original cartoon, because it's a mix of live action and animation. There's some puppetry in there, but mostly live action animation. Came out November 27th, 1996, the same year as Treasure Island. Uh, 103 minutes, directed by Stephen Herrick, who did Critters and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Production budget of $75 million. Domestic gross, $136.2 million. Worldwide, Disney does a very good job generally with these kind of movies. Three hundred and twenty point seven million, but just based on their domestic gross, with an average ticket price again of four dollars forty two cents, thirty point eight million butts in seats for one hundred and one Dalmatians. Impressive. Now, Labyrinth, which came out June twenty seven, nineteen eighty six, one hundred one minutes by Jim Henson. Mm -hmm. Everything Henson. Uh, production budget twenty five million, domestic gross thirteen point nine million. Yeah, Didn't more make a, it bad. More of a cult classic than a <clears throat> than a commercial uh, success. So average ticket price in nineteen eighty six three dollars and seventy one cents. So this gave us a BSI of three point seven million, which is where I thought the Muppet Treasure Island was going to be. Same year, but not, the not quite the performance. Then Christopher Robin, a, a more contemporary. Disney yeah. movie, but a mix, again, live action. Not puppetry so much. There were puppets in it, but some practical effects, but more uh, CGI. 104 Minutes, directed by Mark Foster, who did World War Z, Finding Neverland. Uh, production budget of $75 million. Domestic gross, $99.2 million. Worldwide, double that, $197.7 million. Uh, average ticket price, $9.11 in 2018. Gives it a BSI of $10.9 million. Now, as a little extra bonus... Yeah, so uh, a movie came out in 2011, kind of relaunching the Muppets brand, mm-hmm. and called The Muppets, starring right. uh, Jason Segel. One of the few movies where he doesn't show his Johnson. <clears throat> yeah. So this had a domestic of 80, $88.6 million, with a ticket price of $7.93 that year, for mm-hmm. a BSI of $11.2 million. Respectable. So, Respectable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and profitable. Yep. And profitable. All right. So time for a deep dig. Uh, this nomination by Brandon Folk. Here's, here's what Brandon has to say. Excerpts from his nomination. Excerpts he from had a his four nomination. page nomination. I brought it down to a page. Yep. So <laughs> my nomination for this season's Pantheon is the 1996 Brian Henson film Muppet Treasure Island. I watched this film on repeat as a kid, practically wearing out the VHS. It's a film I love as a child, and it's one I love even more as an adult. 
It takes the number four spot on my top ten favorite films of all time, and it's really a huge part of who I was as a kid and who I am now. There's been a lot of memories made with this movie, and I can't wait to make more when I show it to my daughter. There's a lot to cater to the kids, but it's subtle and funny enough for adults to catch and enjoy. I quote this movie often, and I really think it's a pantheon script. What tips the cast over the edge of excellence is Tim Curry. Curry has been quoted as saying that Muppet Treasure Island is his favorite film he's ever acted in. This is a pantheon cast because there's not a weak link anywhere. Music by Hans Zimmer, folks. It's the best Muppet movie soundtrack in his opinion, in my opinion, and it's on my list of overall favorite soundtracks. Visually, I'm a sucker for practical effects, and this film is full of them. If it were made today, I'm sure it would be full of CGI, but thankfully, it was made in the 90s. He says, I like the look of it all, the use of color, light, choreography, all of it. It's a, a lot of fun to look at and watch, having a lot to offer the viewer. His consensus, Muppet Treasure Island, should be Pantheon because it is the best Muppet movie. It succeeds not only as a Muppet movie, but as an adaptation of a classic story. It's got personality, swashbuckling action, an excellent cast, an epic score, and plenty of heart. I appreciate and love this film because you can just see how dedicated the entire cast and crew is to having a great time while telling the story well. I want this film to make it into Pantheon, but I know it's going to go through the ringer. It's very close to my heart, just like Gonzo to Jim Hawkins. I'll be by its side to defend it. This is the kind of nomination, uh, Doug, that makes me realize uh, really just, you know, we say movies are subjective and, and what one person thinks is great, another person is not going to like. And this is one of those movies, especially reading his nomination, this is one of those movies that just really, really rings that bell. It's like, listen, this movie means a lot to him and he's really thought about why he thinks it's a Pantheon movie. Yeah. Because others may not like it doesn't change his point of view. It also may or may not affect whether it gets into Pantheon. Yeah, and and uh, these are also the these are tough nominations because they're so close to the individual mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like for me, love Christmas Story. I just right. love it. Right. Love it to death. Throw it into Pantheon. Who knows what's going to happen? There's 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 nine council members who have to like figure it out. And they didn't necessarily watch it on repeat seven times a day. Yeah, they don't catch uh, it every, every Christmas. Year. You know, on Is it yeah. TBS that shows it TBS, back to back, back for twenty four hours. And I'll I'll watch it as long as the TV's on. <laughs> you know, uh, but and it would and even if the council would be like, no, it's not Pantheon, it wouldn't change how I felt about the not movie. Not at all. And this actually gets into our next topic, which is uniqueness and challenges. You know, how is this film unique? There are so many Muppet movies. How is this one unique? Yeah. And I can think of one way. How many of the Muppet movies are based on classic uh, classic literature? Yeah. I, I actually, I mean, A Christmas Carol and Treasure Island. Well, take even a step back. In terms of its uniqueness as a nomination, there are no other Muppet movies in, in Pantheon. Nope. We haven't talked about any Muppet movies. They nope. haven't shown up anywhere. But they are a huge part of our culture. They are. They are, and and not just the Muppet movies, but the Muppet Show, and yeah. you know, and and that and it's actually back mm -hmm. uh, again now. I mean, it's 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 something that uh, in, in the Muppet movie, the the Jason uh, 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 Siegel. Siegel. I always want to say Seagal. I know that's wrong. Jason Siegel version. Um, they even talk about in in the movie. They yeah. point at themselves and say, uh, "You guys are you know from twenty years ago. Go away." And yeah. then it's like, "Nope." 
we still love you, you know? So yeah. it's, it's something. Um, so what are some of the <clears throat> challenges for this movie making it to Pantheon? Well, so this movie is billed by Brandon as the best Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. And also uh, beyond that, that, it's a that it's it's got to stand out as a great musical and as a great kids movie and all of these things so yeah. um one of the challenges is the comparisons that will be made to other movies that are like it including all of the muppets movies that are muppets, out there whether they're musicals whether they're kids or family movies yeah whether they're swashbucklers i mean you know you got all the comparisons you can make is it it's not gonna be the best in all of those categories i don't know of a movie that's the best in all the categories mm-hmm. but if you think of movies that have made it to pantheon in the past you could pick a category and go, yeah, I could definitely see how that's absolutely a contender for the best in that category. On a broader category, that this movie definitely falls into the camp of a comedy. It and is. comedy being something that is so terribly subjective mm-hmm. uh, that um, it's it's easier to talk about dramas because we talk about the weight. You know, like we measure the weight right. of it. How real is it? Does it connect? But like in terms of like people talking about it that that is almost kind of the metaphorical approach to it is the how does it connect in terms of its weightiness did it did it like did the movie just hold me down with its fullness right uh but comedy is not about weight it's about levity yeah it's about something rising and how do you measure the something that doesn't have weight like it's it's does it draw you out and on top of that, that people have so many different reactions that it's it's kind of I don't want to say easy to hit uh, dark emotions, mm-hmm. but in terms of what people find funny, that's all over the map everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um, do you have any particular uh, other other insights in watching this film? Well, uh, I'll start and then we'll end up chatting about it. But this movie, scored by Hans Zimmer. Who is a pro, and like he's everywhere. You know, you watch you watch Man of Steel, you watch Batman, uh, The Dark Knight, you watch uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you watch Gladiator, you like Interstellar, uh, all over the yeah. place. Yeah, doing great stuff everywhere right. and here included. Like, right. but as as we were watching this together, it very much there were parts where I was like, oh. I see where he cribbed that then for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean right. writer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes, <laughs> nothing yes. against that, and that's not a that's no, not a check because that's mark his against style. The, yeah, it's kind of like how many times did you hear Indiana Jones themes and movies? Yeah, uh, you, tunes you got, in other John Williams scored yeah. movies many times. In yeah, fact. yeah. So and, and the whole theming that John Williams does, for example, he does character theming, and you pick that up in like. Every single movie scored by him. I will also will say I hadn't watched this. Like I don't have a recollection of having watched this movie for before sure the I first had time. Seen it. I thought I had seen it. I watched it. I'm like, no, I don't think I seen I this one. I've seen this one. And I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I was going to enjoy it because, what? Um, not because I was expecting myself to not enjoy it, but there were. But I was like. Oh, like this is going to be a, a throwaway Muppets movie, but then there were really, honestly, good, funny yeah. lines that yeah. that drew me in, and and I kept being drawn back to the original uh, Treasure Island movie storyline, both yeah. the book and and there've been many movies and movies 
with the same theme uh, and story underneath that weren't called Treasure Island, right? Yeah. Uh, and I kept being drawn back to those going, oh, no, I know what this next beat is. This next beat is. And then it was, right? Yeah. They didn't just sort of say, well, there's going to be pirates and an island and a kid. And then just kind of go crazy from there. Mm-hmm. They actually, as one of the reviewers said, hit all the beats of Treasure Island like they like they should. They're yeah. going to call it Treasure Island. Um, I had one other insight, and it was that I had a very difficult time not just straight up comparing it to other Muppet movies while we were watching it. Um, some of the voices uh, were uh, obviously not some of the original voices, because some of the people who did the original character voices yeah, are no Jim Henson alive. Yeah, Jim gone. But, um, but, uh, but, but the ones that did were good, and I, and I liked that. But, but um, I actually was finding myself going, well, you know, maybe... You know, this felt this felt like they didn't put as much time and effort into this scene or this section that they did on maybe the original movie or on uh, 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 the Christmas one, right? Christmas Carol. So I don't know. I had some moments during watching watching the movie where I was thinking those. Thoughts. I will say, love seeing Statler and Waldorf, the old grumpy guys, and the fact that they were on the front of the ship. My, my problem was they, they made the decision, and this is a personal thing, they made the decision to stick them in wood on the front of the ship, and so this was the only part of the movie they could ever be in. Yeah, I know. And that felt that felt like a mistake. But because I you love them so much. I want them to be you in the movie. Totally Literally are Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> because this show, ain't, this show ain't half bad. That ain't half good either. <laughs> All right, let's break it down. So, uh, by categories uh, and standout moments, acting and casting. Acting and casting. I mean, it's the Muppets, uh, and they were the Muppets. Yep. So, but as far as the live action characters, nothing against that. Tim Curry, boom, he was great. He chewed up the scene. So did Billy Connolly. So did Billy Connolly. Um, yeah. That uh, kid actors are rough. Where I could take or leave them, and, and Jim Hawkins. Uh, What's let's see what's his name uh, Kevin oh, Bishop name as a kid man, yeah um, I could take or leave him like he, he's I mean kid actors are rough so any 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 standout moments in the acting and casting oh I you know what like we were all enamored when Billy Connolly's scene was going on <laughs> especially his death scene and the fact later and I could mention this now is that he was proud of having the the first death scene in a Muppet movie. In a Muppet movie, movie yeah. right? Yeah. And somebody else was even like, wait, death? This is a little dark. And this supposed to be a Muppet movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and Tim Curry was fun. And then he yeah, had he his one song. And this is, this is a script thing, but he did mention in his song that he was going to milk it for all it's worth because this was his only number. This was his only number. <laughs> yeah. So the movie was aware of itself being a movie, yeah. which I actually thought was funny. Uh, directing and editing serviceable for me yeah that like um they said we're gonna direct a muppet movie and then they did yeah and and i i didn't find anything overly spectacular about it Mm -hmm. um the story moved along just fine but uh there wasn't really anything that that stood out to me as spectacular okay uh kevin bishop by the way uh, you'll also know him from, and I looked this up the other day and I wanted to grab this real quick. You also know him from uh, quite a few other uh, very well-known movies like uh, Gorillas Present the Song Machine. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. 
uh, Miracle Workers actually is a series that I loved season one. I don't remember him in it, but I trust him that he's in there. Uh, but I went through his stuff and uh, really didn't find something else that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him in that movie. He's great. That's the same person. And sometimes uh, child actors, we see him in a movie and I'm like, oh, he was okay. And then you're like, wait, no, that's the same guy that was, yeah. you know, the, the the big bad in this movie over here or whatever. We, we were just him. watching Matilda. My daughter was watching it. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, what are these actresses done? Like, she did not go on beyond... Uh, being much of a child actress uh, nope. later on in life, she won. Uh, she won um, <clears throat> the voice later. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, screenplay and story. It it's a Muppets movie. You know they actually credit Robert Louis Stevenson uh, in the screenplay. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so and there was good witty lines of dialogue, things that made me laugh. Sure, um, sure. And I appreciated it. I really did like going on to the cinematography and locations. I actually did like the cinematography. Yeah, I liked the locations they picked, the uh, the way that they mixed the, the the Muppets into real life, like uh, the dock scenes and some of the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I consider that part. Of, like, I mean, that's directing, but also part of the cinematography, especially yeah. when they like went. Yeah, when you're talking about the dock scene where they show up and you have all these humans kind of interacting and working with the Muppets, it was right just very natural. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. Uh, the score. Um, I liked the score. Yeah. I did. It was not just serviceable. It was good. This was fantastic. Mm -hmm. The and it's it's Hans Zimmer, and it's and he was he was he was being full on Hans Zimmer while while doing this. Uh, like it was a good score, um, and not just because it reminded me of say Pirates of the Caribbean later, that this stood on its own and the music stood on its own. And also other songs that weren't just Hans Zimmer, but they were written for mm -hmm. uh, for this by by uh, the other folks that we were mentioning. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the other that, uh, music writers, yep. Yeah, of Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel that uh, did a good job. And they also brought in uh, Bob Marley, Ziggy Marley, and the, the song something... Uh, the Melody Makers yeah. uh, to do their kind of Caribbean re reggae mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, they like you would ex I would like I would expect this from a Muppets movie and they delivered. Yep. Like, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> I agree. I, I thought the score was honestly other than Tim Curry and Billy Connolly's uh performances, I thought the score was the standout uh, yeah. of the movie. Those those three for sure. Yeah. So in special effects and notables, you know, with a Muppet movie, you have to kind of uh, you have to kind of give them the ability to be Muppets. You know what I mean? Like they, they're not going to look like real frogs and bears and, and, and pigs. They're going to look like Muppets. And, but, but, uh, some of the things that they did that they don't always do in a Muppet movie is full body shots of them walking or moving. Um, those sort of things. Uh, I thought they, I thought they did well with that. Yeah. Um, well, and like, this is one of these where... It's easy to overlook and pass this by because we're so used to Muppets. We're so used to seeing But Muppets and, and Henson uh, productions and the puppetry that comes with them are top-notch. Yeah. Top-notch. And I think the uh, for me, when I'm watching it, like the telltale sign of a good special effect, regardless of whether you're talking about puppets or explosions, is... Did I get pulled out of the movie 
because of the addition of this. Right. And the whole movie is filled with this stuff. And I never at once felt like, oh, I'm watching a movie where there's a bunch of stupid puppets. puppets yeah. No. Like, they, they, they emote. Yep. They carry the scene. Yep. That they're, like, I never felt distracted by any of it. So, right. like. Yeah. You just accepted it. Yeah. Yep. So, so about, credit where credit is due. Uh, it, it's Muppets and, and, and there were Muppets. explosions. Yeah. And there were other special effects. Uh, but they just kind of blended in through the story. Right? So, uh, as far as an X factor, did you have an X factor for this movie? This is tricky because um, this was my first time watching it. Mm-hmm. So it didn't mean anything to me before this. Right. And also... When I think of Muppets and Muppet movies, I don't use this movie as the the standard bearer or the comparison. Them. Yeah, um, and I'll just say that my favorite Muppet movie is The Muppets in 2011. Uh-huh. That I just thought uh, nailed it on every level. And I know that I, I read through comments and I saw that Brandon was like, I he thought that movie was just kind of meh. Uh-huh. but for me, that movie hit me like this movie hits him right and for many many reasons right yeah. there's there's uh th- there's personal reasons you mm-hmm. know for me the 2011 jason uh uh Siegel, uh movie that's what we're talking about it hit me because it was like hey we're not gone yet we're still here and we may have our differences but we can still do our thing I know for you there was some personal moments yeah. where it's like a character that finds that coming out of its shell they and really like can finding be who they sound. are. Yeah, yeah, right. And so that's a big that's a big thing. And sometimes it's those little those little hit points that hit hit an individual, you, me, whoever, just a certain way that makes the rest of that movie just kind of stand out as a highlight. Yeah, uh, I gotta say the relationship in that movie between Jason. Uh, Siegel and his uh, fiance Walt. girlfriend oh, Mary was flat for me because he essentially ignored her and she just I mean, it was a part of the storyline but uh, yeah that was kind of that that one didn't hit me that one relationship but the rest of it was all very good and by the way I loved the Muppets in that movie yeah and that gave you an example of how bad the Muppets could be if they were actually like the Muppets. Yeah. So what if Muppet Treasure Island was actually those kind of characters that would just, just draw you right out of the yeah. whole movie. So, anyway, so but I didn't have an X factor for this movie, but I would have for some of the others. So, yeah, that's it, me. Yep. So, <coughs> excuse me. This movie has five nominations for awards. And uh, I was looking through them. No wins on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I found funny was from when IMDb was talking about it's got five nominations, and I looked up the nominations. One of the nominations was for the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards 1996 oh, for the sequel no. nobody was clamoring for. Oh no! So uh, at least somebody, somebody besides for Josh Morris, is it, it, it wants to join Muppets Trash Island. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Hey, a little bit of trivia about this fun movie. Fun facts. Yeah, a little fun facts. Uh, Tim Curry was given a Muppet made in his likeness, his own likeness, as Long John Silver after the shooting was completed. 
Producer and director Brian Henson was nervous that the whole cast and crew would get motion sick as the ship rolled on the gimbals. So he gave everyone seasickness pills for the first day of the shoot. And not only did the cast and crew not get seasick, but they almost fell asleep on the job. <laughs> which that stuff is that stuff will knock you out. The Dramamine will yeah. knock you out. These, uh, by the way, uh, are fun facts from IMDb. From IMDb, yeah. yeah. Kevin Bishop, uh, 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 Hawkins... He went through puberty during filming, so they had to overdub his singing performances with older recordings of the songs. Because <laughs> he went to the change, <laughs> and it's time to change. change. So Sorry, I, Brady I was, reference. Yeah, I was, re- I was reading uh, just something because I was looking at boy bands and history of boy bands mm. and read about Menudo, the Spanish boy band yeah, from the oh, 80s. Trust me, I know them. And they had a uh, strict policy... Of you turn 16, you get too tall. You out. Or your voice changes, you're gone. And they just replace you with somebody else. So it's just a constant stream of people. Wow. Uh, uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger were both seriously considered for the role of Long John Silver before Tim Carey was cast. David Bowie had also been considered for another pirate role, Captain James Hook. And he would go on for Labyrinth. In Hook, 1991. But yep. Went so, on for Labyrinth instead. Unlike the four previous Muppet movies, Muppet Treasure Island 1996 debuted at number one at the box office in its first weekend. Uh, a very small known fact. This is the final Muppet movie to be released on Laserdisc. Laserdisc. I had a Laserdisc player. I had four movies. My Uncle Bob had a Laserdisc. I was amazed. It was like, it was like a full-size record, but the silver, oh, beautiful, so shiny. shiny record... Shiny. I did have five laser discs, but one of them got cracked in half when my brother threw it across the room. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, weird. no. We had mentioned this already. Sir Billy Connolly took great pride in the fact of, that he was the first person to die in a Muppet movie. And also, you mentioned the Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers, uh, daughter of Bob Marley, uh, sang the reggae song. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So let's talk about votes. Uh, of the AV Council... We have a yes from Brandon. Well, he nominated it. That makes a lot of sense. And we have no's from Brad, Matthew Wade, so he's not getting punched in the yeah, face. Yeah. Uh, and from Kyle Brown. We don't have votes yet, as far as the, this recording is concerned, from Adam, Jeremy, April, Rachel, or Nathan, or the guest Keegan. So we really don't know where this one's going to go. And uh, so you can get in... Uh, you got four no's, but you got three no's already right now. Yes. Is the, you get one more no, still, still possible. Got chances. So like, uh, and the Facebook poll we mentioned earlier is a yes. Uh, so right now it's got two yeses, three no's, mm-hmm. and a bunch of like, uh, we don't know yet. Right. This movie could make it in, but I'm going to be honest that it, like the trajectory of this one doesn't look like... Uh, that it's going to go strong. What are you going to say? So for me, I'm going to vote no. Are you? Uh, uh, part, so from Brandon's nomination mm-hmm. is that he bills this as the best Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm in disagreement with that because... It's subjective. To, it's subjective, but 2011 The Muppets uh, is a stronger movie and uh, and carries a lot more pantheon 
level themes than I would give this movie. And the, it, so mine is not about breaking down the math or anything, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. just going to say that this movie is a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did but too. We no, laughed. No more than other movies. We that watched it together we and did. we both laughed. We did. Um, and like... You could say this movie is a strong 3.75, 4 point even movie. 4.0, sure. But uh, to break into Pantheon, you got to kind of be a 4.5 and above. Usually. Uh, usually. And best of the genre. Yep. And what, and, and what are you thinking? So I've been back and forth, and i got I got to tell you that uh, Matthew's nomination, or Brandon, excuse me, Brandon's nomination actually does uh, bring up some good points for me. But I, I feel like I can counter each. So I like it. It's not the I don't believe that it's the worst Muppet movie. I believe that there is a worse Muppet movie. Oh, the follow up to 2011 the Muppets, like where they were trying the to build Muppet on this paper, like 2014, 2015. No, I can't even remember the move, the name of the movie. Okay. But it was fo- it was a follow up to the Muppets trying to build on the success. Right. And that movie just, it was like, no, not yet. Wah, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. So, uh, but I, I, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to vote no, but I'll tell you something. Uh, I've had a little problem voting on the poll because I can't seem to make my vote Try, stick. I tried to do that here on my phone. Yeah. It didn't want to work, but, but we'll, we'll have to do it from home. We'll do it from home. But uh, I, I tell you something, I really appreciate the nomination because I hadn't seen the movie. Number one, I hadn't actually seen the movie, and I thought I had. So I'm glad I took the time to watch it. Number two, I really like the Treasure Island story. The story itself has always spoke to me. I love pirate movies. I love all that kind of stuff. And this was a good a good take on it. It really was. I've yeah. seen bad ones. This wasn't it. Uh, this wasn't a bad one. And, um, and I actually did really appreciate the nomination. I don't feel uh, like... Uh, like our friend who's created an entire Facebook group of of dislike for to this say movie. it's the worst to say it's the worst. I don't feel that that's uh, where I am. Yeah, but um, but I'm not gonna vote yes. Yeah, but that's just me. That's just me. 157 at least people have disagreed with me already at yeah. this point. So my vote is just one. So any uh, any final thoughts? I appreciated this nomination because it because it it, it it opened a movie to me that I thought I had watched because I just assumed that I had watched it, mm-hmm. but I hadn't. So it was fun to kind of open this door to Muppets and to then we went went back and rewatched 2011 and that was mm-hmm, fun to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate the conversation that this has spurned on the page. That it's sure. been a lot of fun to watch a lot of people chime in on this movie so a lot of people have joined in to to talk about this movie so it, and, and that was a lot of fun and also this season is crazy it's like all over the it's board all over man. The are place. you kidding me and uh like i don't know what uh so april's up next and i don't know and i'm the guest voter for that you don't know what her nomination we don't know what her nomination is. i have is. a i have a hinkling a hint of a future nomination that i think is going to be a lot of fun to talk about but that the nomination has not actually been made so we don't know, right? And there aren't, and I, we mentioned this last time that there aren't pure themes to to Pantheon seasons, but this season seems to be drawing out a lot of more youth themes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, right, Ninja Turtles, Point Break, the perks of being a wallflower. You know, there's yeah. a lot of like a uh, coming of age, coming of or age, but also becoming, 
quirky movies. Yeah, and quirky. When Point Break came out, it was a quirky movie. It yeah. was an action movie, but it wasn't one that anybody had seen before, that kind of thing. So that's great. All right. So uh, some final comments before we close. Uh, I, I'd, I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to continue this trend of these movies that are not like, oh, sure, I love Schindler's List. I'll watch it again and we'll talk about it. The Godfather. I like, I like The Godfather. I like Saving Private Ryan. These movies are like out there, right? Yeah. On the other hand, um, uh, I, I'd love to have something like a Muppet movie in Pantheon. I think that'd be great. There probably should be. It's it's almost its own genre. Yeah. Um, I did note in 1996, this is possibly the reason why maybe both of us didn't actually see this movie when it came out. I just did a quick search for family movies, 1996. There were pages, Free Willy, and ju- just like one after the next, after the next, uh, uh, Labyrinth. Well, just all, all these movies in 96 that came out then. For me, that's my junior year of college. Not really the prime family wa- family movie watching right. time for me right. either. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was halfway through having kids at that point. And you'd think I would have had kids watching these movies. But my, my oldest at that point was only, well, maybe six or he was seven, six or seven. So, you know, he, he might have been the right age to watch it, but we were pretty deep into movies slightly younger than that because yeah. of his younger siblings. So, there you go. One of these days, uh, Lilo and Stitch is going to get nominated. And yeah, there <laughs> you like, go. That'll be a movie I'm like, oh, I can talk about that one because I watched that one probably 150 100 times. times. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. everyone. As always, I hope everyone's enjoyed tonight's conversation. Uh, Triple D, where can Video Land find you? Oh, you're going to find me hanging out and trolling on the Facebook page. Me too, on the Facebook page. You'll find Adventures in Video Land on Instagram at adventuresinvideoland.com. But the conversation, as always, begins and ends on Facebook with our Facebook uh, members. Uh, you've been listening to Criticism at its in its finest hour. Until next time, Video Landers... Waldorf, you old fool, we're heroes. We've saved the pig and the frog. Well, it was too late to save the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a little... Uh, Yeah, hey, how about this? How about this? We We love love you. you.